Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. So the Kansas Jayhawks football team lost their second game in a row this past Saturday. It was a shootout in Norman, Oklahoma. The Jayhawks lost 52-42 to the Oklahoma Sooners, and at the beginning of the game, you thought it might be close. The Jayhawks matched the Sooners' score for score in the first quarter before the Sooners just kind of took over in the second quarter, but it was all tied up. It was 14-14 as the second quarter began. The Jayhawks' defense at that point just fell apart, and they couldn't stop the Sooner offense. 21 unanswered points from the Sooners, and the game was out of reach at that point. Unfortunately, the Kansas Jayhawks couldn't come back. They they tried to make a game out of it, but they were really never in it after the end of the first quarter. Uh, Kansas quarterback Jason Bean played admirably in the absence of Jalen Daniels, who is out indefinitely with that shoulder injury. Uh, unfortunately, Bean threw a couple interceptions that they they weren't good. One of them was a great defensive play, but he was rolling. He didn't put enough under it, and the defender made a great play for Oklahoma, but that one was still on Bean. He needs to put it into the spot where his receiver and his receiver only can get to it, and his receiver was wide open. It could have been a first down. That was one of the interceptions. The other one that he had was definitely his fault, And both of those interceptions led to Oklahoma touchdowns. If you see the final score, 52-42, those two interceptions ended up being the difference in the game. Now, is it another situation of what if Daniels, Jalen Daniels was the, the quarterback? Would KU have won? I know that was being floated around last week after the loss to TCU. And I know uh, Jason Bean did have a critical interception against TCU, but generally he played well against TCU in the second half. Generally he played well against Oklahoma. They scored 42 points in the game. I don't think Jason Bean was the issue in those two games. Now, did his interceptions lead to points in those two games? Yes. He needs to limit the turnovers if Kansas is going to win any of their final games. Let's be honest, it's a tough schedule down the stretch for Kansas. So if they want to win any of these games down the stretch, they need Jason Bean to limit the turnovers. Jalen Daniels was a Heisman contender for for many reasons. Playmaking ability off the charts. He could create on his own and One of the big things was his ability to limit the turnovers. So far, that's not something that we can say about Jason Bean. So far, Kansas is 0-2 since Bean has taken over. I know half of the game against TCU was Jalen Daniels, but right now, Kansas is on a two-game losing streak. And would would Daniels have been the difference in either of those games? Who knows? It's a, it's a hypothetical. I think there's a chance 
that they could have won one, maybe both of those games, but we'll never know. And we don't know when Jalen Daniels is going to be back. So the Jayhawks are riding with Jason Bean. If he gets hurt, they've got a freshman waiting in the wings. So hopefully he'll be able to to limit the turnovers, stay healthy, and get the Jayhawks another win or two down the stretch. Now that we're on, we're, we're, we're going to stay on this game for a little bit longer, just because, like I said, Jason Bean was not the difference in the win and the loss, mostly. There was the two interceptions that led to points, but who gave up the points after the interception? It was the defense. The defense gave up 52 points. No matter which way you spin it, it doesn't matter. It was a terrible performance by the Kansas defense. I thought they were starting to get things together, really. In the first half against TCU, they only allowed 10 points against the top 10 team in the nation. TCU ranked now in the top 10. Since that first half against TCU, the defense has surrendered 80 points in six quarters. That is outrageously bad. That is terrible for the Kansas defense. Against Oklahoma, they allowed 701 yards of total offense in 100 plays. That is absolutely ridiculous how bad that is for the Kansas defense. 80 points in six quarters, 701 yards of total offense given up against Oklahoma. Something needs to change. I don't know what it is, but something on the defensive end needs to change. I don't know if they need to mix in more blitzes. I don't know if they need to get after the quarterback a little bit more. I don't know know if they need to mix in some zone defense versus man. I haven't been watching the film post-game like the coaches should be. The coaches should be knowing what to do at this point. They do have some good pass rushers. Lonnie Phelps Jr., one of the best. He, he, one of the best in the Big 12 this year. But they need to utilize their strengths on defense. They need to get after it. But unfortunately for Kansas, in the second half against Oklahoma, they lost one of their best secondary pieces. Kobe Bryant, the Hawk Mamba, left the game with what is being deemed as a significant ankle injury. As of the recording of this podcast, I don't think we've seen the extent of the injury, but it was labeled a significant ankle injury. When I saw the injury take place live when I was watching the game, it looked like a season-ending ankle injury. He couldn't put any weight on it, and they had to cart him off. That's never a good sign. So Kansas being without one of their best secondary pieces, I would say their best cornerback, he's having a breakout year, looks really solid, one of their best playmakers in the secondary. I'm just really bummed out for not just Kobe Bryant, but for the Jayhawk fans. I know a lot of people were really excited about what Kobe Bryant's been doing forcing turnovers, made one of the big plays of the season in that overtime win over West Virginia, had that pick six to seal the game. And this is the third week in a row where KU's had a significant injury. It's it's just disappointing. 
after the Jayhawks start 5-0, and the injuries start piling up. Key injuries, by the way. Daniel Hyshaw, 1A, 1B with Devin Neal in the running backs room. Daniel Hyshaw out for who knows how long. Jalen Daniels, your starting quarterback, your Heisman Trophy contending quarterback, goes out with a shoulder injury on his throwing shoulder. Don't know when he's going to be back. And now Kobe Bryant, the Hawk Mamba, is out for the foreseeable future. I don't want to speculate, but potentially for the rest of the season. The injury's piling up. And it's a bummer to see after that 5-0 and start to the season. You got to have pieces around. I know Kansas has brought in some transfers to have a little bit more depth on the team this year, but there's still a team that cannot have significant injuries at these spots and expect to continue to win at a high level. That's just not where KU's at as a program right now. <sighs> it's just tough. It is. Seeing all these injuries pile up. Anytime you see these injuries pile up, it's bad. But especially for a KU team that's just starting to build up their program to where they want to get. And coming up on a very tough stretch of their schedule. It should be the most daunting stretch on their schedule. Of course, they just played at Oklahoma. That was always going to be a tough game. They've got at Baylor this week. Baylor, a top 20 team to start the season. Right now, they're outside of the top 25, but they're a team that is still a team that can get out there and win any game they're playing. After that, they've got the bye, and then they're home against Oklahoma State, another team that's in the top 15 in the nation. It's a tough stretch for KU, and these injuries are not going to help them get over that finish line. They just need one more win. They just need one more win to get that bowl eligibility. It's going to be tough. After Oklahoma State, they got a couple games that they can try to sneak out. At Texas Tech, it's a tough Texas Tech team when you play them on the road. Kansas might have a chance there. And then you've got a really tough Texas team coming to Lawrence in the middle of November for the final home game of the season for the Jayhawks before they go to Kansas State in their final Big 12 game. It's going to be a tough schedule down the stretch. But before the season, I predicted they would start 5-1 and one and ultimately clinching a bowl by upsetting Texas in their last home game of the season. Could it happen? We'll see. I'm hoping they can upset Baylor this week. That would be great. That would be preferred. Get that win out of the way as soon as you can so you can get to that sixth win. There's no pressure down the stretch. But... It's going to be tough. All these injuries piling up. Tough schedule. Tough, tough schedule coming up. And Baylor, they're not not beatable, though. (laughs) Baylor coming off a tough road loss at West Virginia, and that's a team that Kansas beat on the road at West Virginia. So that's a team that Kansas can play with on the football field right now. That's a team that KU should be confident and being able to keep up with. Baylor looked at as the better team right now. Heading into the game, they're an eight-point favorite. Will be an uphill battle for the Jayhawks, 
and their defense especially. The defense really just needs to figure some things out. I hope those coaches can get it to them this week. I know they lost Kobe Bryant, but I hope they can get after it at Baylor this week. Unfortunately, for the first time all season, I'm predicting that Kansas will lose. I'm going to take Baylor 42-31 in this game. I have Baylor covering the eight-point spread. Last week was the first time Kansas didn't cover the spread. So I'm going to go with Baylor 42-31 in this one. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Kansas goes out there and pulls off the upset. But right now with all the injuries happening, with the tough schedule, I'm not picking Kansas this week. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully they go into the bye week as a bowl-eligible team. That would be great. But let's go to some college basketball. Let's go to Kansas basketball. What do you know about Kansas basketball? Well, KU kicked off their season at late night this past weekend. Nothing too crazy happened from what I heard. According to my sources, no crazy strippers, no money guns like last year during the Snoop Dogg performance. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I heard DJ Diesel put on a good performance uh, due to some – Self-sanctions, pun intended. They didn't get to officially host any recruits at late night. And by official recruits, I mean, when you bring in your official recruiting trips, you get to pay for their travel, you pay for their food while they're there on campus, and everything like that. For these unofficial recruits that were there at late night, they had to pay their way. They had to pay for their meals. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I think with NIL stuff, schools can get around that a little bit. I mean, I, I'm not an expert by any means on, on NIL yet. I'm I'm learning as we go. But I think if you see a couple of recruits going out to dinner I, I mean, the Kansas basketball program's not paying for it, that's for sure, but if you've got, you know, a, a donor to the school taking some, some kids out for dinner, I don't think there's anything the NCAA can do that about that anymore. That's just how it is right now with the landscape of things. But KU did have 12 unofficial recruits in the house at Allen Fieldhouse, and... Seems like everybody had a great time. I'm actually pretty excited. I was looking at some of the names of the recruits. Some of them I honestly can't pronounce their names yet, so I'm not even going to try. But I saw one name on there that I was pretty excited about. Uh, Looked like uh, one of my friends from high school, her son, was on the trip last night. So that was really cool to see his name on the list. Uh, Chuck Love out of Lincoln, Nebraska. That's who I was looking at on the list. Very cool to see one of my friends have her son's name on KU's recruiting list. And it would be cool to see him playing out at Allen Fieldhouse. That would be awesome. I would be down to see um, somebody I know out there playing for the Jayhawks. That would be That would be a lot of fun. So... Let's go to some preseason rankings. These are coming out now. The Big 12 Basketball Media Day is happening actually right now as I'm recording this podcast. So next week I might have an update on uh, more of an update on Big 12 Media Days. But for the 11th consecutive season, Kansas basketball starts 
ranked seventh or higher. Right now, they're tied with Baylor as the number five team in the nation. But for the past 11 seasons, they've started in the top, not only in the top 10, but in the top seven. Right now, they're number five, tied with Baylor. Pretty insane right now what Kansas basketball continues to do. Of course, coming off the national championship, raising the banner at late night. But number one, North Carolina. Not a big shock there. Looked really solid in the championship game. KU, of course, pulled it out after that massive comeback in the second half. But UNC has a lot of guys back. Seeing them as the preseason number one makes a lot of sense. Gonzaga, number two. They've been so good for so long. I I don't even have any gripes about that. Houston, a future Big 12 team coming in at number three. Wow, this is going to be exciting. All these teams coming to the Big 12, football, basketball, doesn't matter. It is going to be exciting to have some of these new teams in the Big 12. So Houston, a future Big 12 team, number three. And then Kentucky rounds it out at number four. KU and Baylor tied for fifth in the preseason poll. This marks the 20th season for Bill Self as head coach at Kansas. And he's having two starters return, Jalen Wilson and Dewan Harris. They've got several impressive freshmen coming in for their rotation. Kevin McCullough Jr., a transfer from Texas Tech, projected to be a starter as well. Very excited to see how this Kansas basketball team looks. I know it might take a few games to get under their belt to get things rolling with these freshmen. But, man, Kansas potentially another top five team this year heading into it. And I'm really excited to see what they do this year. And per usual, the strength of schedule looking really good for Kansas. Their their strength of schedule is always good. Just looking like another tough schedule again this year. They're going to play five non-conference schedule games against ranked opponents this year. Plus, you've got all the teams in the Big 12 that they got to face. Four preseason top 25 Big 12 teams. So that's eight conference games right there where you're playing ranked teams plus the five preseason, or not preseason, but non-con games against Power 5 teams. That's that's a tough schedule. That's 13 games you're playing against ranked, ranked opponents. If... If these rankings stay stay the same as they're going through the preseason or through the non-conference schedule. I always say preseason. It's not preseason. It's all regular season, but it's before conference play. So it's going to be a tough schedule for the Kansas Jayhawks. But that makes them stronger for March. And that's what you want to see as a Kansas Jayhawks fan. You want to see them tested. You want to see them prepared. You want to see them ready to go when it matters in March. And that's how you get back-to-back national championships for the first time in your storied program's history. So that about does it for today's episode. I'm going to keep tabs on the football program, the basketball program. We're keeping tabs on everything going forward. Since it is basketball season now, we're going to be uh, having a lot more basketball stories come out very soon. Plus... You've got the football team that's still going to be trying to get their first 
bowl eligibility since 2009. So this is a great time to be a Kansas Jayhawks fan. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you want to go ahead and subscribe to it, uh, you can give it a five-star review. You can tell your friends about it who are Jayhawks fans, and I would greatly appreciate that. You can get at me on Twitter at Talker or at Mark the Overseer. We can keep the conversation going on there about KU football or KU basketball. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out my latest article up there on heartlandcollegesports.com talking about uh, the game against Oklahoma plus the upcoming game against Baylor for Kansas football. And everybody else will be covering the Big 12 media days for college basketball. So Big 12 hoops are going to be covered Right there on heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll have KU articles up there as well as we get more news from the Jayhawks basketball program. So until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.